What's happening, world? Welcome to a new episode of the Brian Janew Show. As you know, I am Brian Janew, and like always on all podcast platforms everywhere, Brian Janew Show, of course. Uh, social media platforms, Instagram, TikTok, Threads, Facebook, Brian Janew Show. Um, of course, YouTube channel, too. YouTube channel, Brian Janew Show. Um, yeah, man. Uh, go there, subscribe, comment, like. Uh, hit the notification button if you are subscribed uh, for uh, new clips and new videos that are coming out. And if you are subscribed, thank you for the new subscribers for 2023. I appreciate you guys, man. Hopefully more 2024. Hopefully I have done things that you guys enjoyed. So uh, let's close it out the right way, man. So let's get into it. So tonight I am keeping up my theme of life and times with music. Of course, my album breakdowns of 2023 and of course i gotta keep it going tonight man so tonight i am doing well two albums in one pretty much uh and that is for all my dogs slash scary hours three drake dropped two projects this year man drake is one of my favorite artists it's not that surprising that i have him on here uh, I thought people were overreacting when Fall My Dogs kind of came out. I thought people were kind of smoking pounds <laughs> when when this album came out. Uh, I thought I think people overreact when Drake drops albums because they just be like, I want him to drop this, and I want him to be like this, and I need him to sound like this. And then he drops this album, and it's like, well, it's nothing like I thought it would be because you have to have high expectations for this man's projects. I don't know why. When the fans of him know his albums are not going to be these classic ones right out the gate. Well, okay, maybe Scary Hours 3, but that's why I'm also talking about that tonight. Um, but, uh, but let's get into it, man. So For All My Dogs, he has 21 songs on For All My Dogs, and then you combine it with the Scary Hours 3, it's 27 songs in its entirety. Um, y'all know how I do for the album Breakdowns. I talk about each track on uh each project you know i do this man so let's get into it man um so number one uh for for all my dogs it starts off of course with uh virginia beach using frank ocean sample dope but the fact that this song became a hit it's one of the best songs off the projects i think a lot of people you know now listen to the song and it's it's fire a lot of people but again People overreact when they hear things. And, of course, you name a song like Virginia Beach. It's kind of, you know, and you're singing on it. It's kind of like, really, nigga? Like, <laughs> like, really, nigga? That's how we moving out in these streets? Um, so it was just, <laughs> it was a dope song, man. Dope intro to this to this project. Dope, 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 man. Uh, number two, Amen. Amen is growing on me. It's not a great, I didn't like it when I first heard it. I just didn't. Eh, I was like, it's okay, I guess. But it's growing on me. It's growing on me as I, I continuously listen to the album. It's growing on me. Um, I thought it was okay. It was, it was when I first heard it, like I said. But it's growing on me. I think it's, 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 it, when we look back at this album, it's going to probably be one of them songs that people really do remember the most off of it. So, yeah. Uh, track three, Call It For You, featuring 21 Savage. Not my favorite 21 and Drake song. It's, it's not. Uh, didn't like it very much. Uh, 
maybe because of her, how great her loss was, I didn't think they needed to do another song together so fast. But, you know, especially when it was just, especially when I go and see them on tour and then the next week or two, this song came out. I was like, I'm happy they kind of released this shit after the tour because if they did this song during the tour, during the show, I probably would have set my ass down and be like, yeah, this shit's kind of stupid. Um, <laughs> I probably wouldn't like it. Wouldn't like it very much. Um, coming in at number four, uh, Fear of Heights. Okay, decent song. Um, still okay. Um, same as Daylight. Not really. Um, my favorite Drake songs. It kind of felt more like a like a, a kind of off of should have been on like a. Honestly, honestly, never mind. Both of these songs kind of felt like it should have been. Honestly, never mind. Uh, didn't really like both of these songs like that. I thought it was decent, but yeah, Drake sometimes gets into his own kind of bag and kind of does a little bit too much for my liking. <laughs> but you know, eh. number six is of course first person shooter mode. Ooh, big as the what? Big as the what? Ooh, big as the Super Bowl. I'm looking forward to this tour. I'm not even gonna lie. I ain't got tickets for this bitch, but I'm I'm trying my hardest to get tickets. Him and J. Cole, two of my favorite rappers, two of my favorite artists, two of the best artists, two of the best rappers of the decade. People try to play like Drake ain't that fucking dude. And whatever you feel. I don't think Drake is a better rapper than J. Cole, not even by the by sh- long shot. Drake is not a better rapper than J. Cole. But here's the thing. If you're a Drake fan, you don't give a fuck if he is or uh, not. But to see them two together, man, it's rare to see your two favorite artists that you pretty much have grown with their music as long as they've been doing this. From the warm-up to comeback season to Friday, from So Far Gone to Friday Night Lights to, you know, uh, Cold World, Sideline Story, his first album, to Thank Me Later, Drake's first album, Take Care, Born Center. Uh, nothing was the same. Um... 2014 Forest Hills Drive, uh, all of the classics that these two men have created and done in their time that they've made music together, but separately. And then the songs that we've actually gotten from them, that, you know, in the morning on Friday Night Lights and, you know, to, you know, Friday Night Lights slash Cold World Sideline Story, Jodeci Freestyle. We haven't really seen two of the greatest ever do it. And I know people hate the fact that it's, it's Drake and J. Cole and not J. Cole and Kendrick, <clears throat> but I could care less, because to me personally, J. Cole would smoke Kendrick on a song, are we fucking kidding ourselves, like, I get people that want to always put Kendrick out there and say, he's the guy, he's the GOAT, J. Cole would smoke Kendrick on a song, he would run, he would wrap circles around Kendrick, nobody wants to hear that, because they think that that is like some blasphemy, no, it's not. J. Cole would smoke Kendrick on a fucking album. Are you kidding me? But people don't want to hear that. And on top of that, I don't think Kendrick would want to do a set album with J. Cole. I think it gets to the point where I don't think Kendrick wants to do an album with J. Cole. Because I think he knows J. Cole would smoke him. <laughs> like, 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 and I think it's to the point now where Drake is very open to working with J. Cole and Kendrick probably isn't. And that's the thing. Like, to have the two of the three biggest rappers of all time, two of the three biggest rappers of the last decade show love to each other at this stage of their careers where both of them have pretty much done everything in the world and to have them two now be teaming up. And then, man, listen, man, first-person shooter, it, 
video should be in a fucking gallery somewhere. That shit was iconic. I watch that fucking video damn near every fucking day. That fucking video is probably the greatest music video I've seen in years. The fact that they actually made a video like a movie is damn near impossible. Them two dudes, it felt like two great rappers finally teaming up, doing a visual together. Here it is. From the first time I ever saw them dudes do a video in, in the morning, when it was just Jake, Drake and J. Cole on tour, which felt like that, to literally seeing now these two men's careers play out the way it's played out and then have that music video per, be the way it was supposed to be. One of the greatest music videos I've seen in years. Uh, two of my favorite rappers, like I said, two of my favorite artists, Drake and J. Cole, they literally are like, to me, my Rushmore's. Like, that is the guys to me. So, you know, I was happy when I heard First Person Shooter. I was like, yes! And, and a lot of people also would say Drake got smoked by J. Cole. And I did, too. I, I was like, yo, Drake kind of got smoked by Cole. And ain't gonna lie. But then I had to separate that and say, no, J. Cole's verse is for what J. Cole's beat was. J. Cole's beat was perfect for him. And then Drake's beat was perfect for him. I don't think any one of them smoked the other. So that's just how I looked at it. But, you know, people are going to take it how they take it. I don't know. But first person shooter was legendary shit. Number seven, I-D-G-A-F. It was cool. And, uh, yeah, yeet, yeet, honest, yeet, <laughs> honest. Uh, he also was on, um, A-Man. Cool, cool song. It's hard to follow fucking Drake and J. Cole. It's, it's just, all, it, whoever had that opportunity, it's just, it's just, it, it is like, bro, I just had, I just learned Drake and J. Cole. I don't really give too much of a fuck about this song. And I kind of how I've, I've kind of looked at the song. I don't really give a fuck about the song. I, I hate it that it's that way, but it's kind of that way. Sorry, man. Um, 79.69 Santa. Cool. Cool. Decent. Um, a lot of this project was kind of like, either you really, like, like the end of this project was really dope. And I've realized when you have a long project like this, the beginning of the album really doesn't feel great. I mean, you might get one or two good songs out of it, like Virginia Beach, first person shooter mode. But then at the end is where you kind of catch all of the real good songs. And it's kind of how I felt about this project. Like the first half was like, it's decent, it's cool. But then I get past that 7969 Santa. Once you get past that, which by the way, if you actually go listen, look at the first person shooter mode video, what's the score? 7969. <laughs> like if you actually look at them playing the point like playing uh ping pong, look at the score. It's seventy nine sixty nine. I don't know if he was saying this is the next song that's coming out of the project or what, but go look at the video. Um but yeah, this song was pretty okay. It was decent. Snoop Dogg is at the end speaking on it, so it was pretty dope. Um of course was number nine track now was the lead single off the project, which is Slime You Out featuring Scissor. I don't know why people got mad at this song. Like, people was losing it when this song came out. Charlemagne, of course, lost his shit when this song came out. It was like, ah, oh, this is how it's going to sound. I don't even want to hit a project. But again, it's like, y'all losing y'all shit because it's Drake. If this was anybody else, you would not even, this song would be dope as fuck or it'd be decent or it'd be like, okay, that's kind of what I say. Okay, that's a decent song for, but when you, again, people was like, well, it's called for all my... If you didn't listen to this song and immediately know, 
oh, it's going to probably be a little bit more of that because he felt confident enough to drop this as the first thing. If it was like a song I'm going to talk about later on in this project, but if he would have dropped 8 a.m. in Charlotte first and then dropped this, what would you have expected? You would expect that 8 a.m. in Charlotte would be the tone of he would rap more. He would be doing songs more like 8 a.m. in Charlotte because that was the first song he ever did. He gave us. So we expect. So the fact that he gave you slime you out, you should have just expected it to be kind of R&B balance project. I don't know why people act like they were so surprised that this was uh, that type of way. But I actually liked the song. I thought the song was pretty decent to have Drake and SZA who. I didn't expect to actually match Styles that well, but they actually matched Styles very well. This is actually one of the best songs I could have asked for for both of them. They're dope artists. Um, SZA, as an artist, is starting to really just take off, and to have them two do a song together was really dope. So I liked it. Um, number 10, uh, Bahamas Promises. It's actually a dope fucking song. If you actually sit and listen to it, it's a fire fucking song. I don't know who he's particularly talking about in the song. It sounds like he's talking about, you know, Justin Bieber's wife. It does. I'm not, I mean, he's literally singing her name. It, you know, it could be another Haley. I don't know that many famous Haley's like that, you know, but, you know, whatever. Um, which is weird. Uh, <laughs> which is very fucking weird. But, you know, again, it, uh, it, <laughs> it is what it is. Um, track 11, trying our best, pretty cool, pretty dope song, again, R&B, at its finest, doing what it needed to be done, uh, number 12, Screw the World, playing homage to DJ Screw, of course, H-Town, you know he's out here, like, every day, <laughs> so, so, uh, you know, seeing him, uh, do the show, uh, just recently, um, here in Houston, and I was at the show where he announced that he was buying a house out here. So that was really dope. Um, so, yeah. Um, so that was pretty cool. Um, Trike 13, drawing a Picasso. That shit fire, bro. Drew a Picasso. Oh, that, that shit fire, bro. That bitch is a fire fucking song. Dope fucking song, man. This was the shit. Uh... I saw a lot of people love it after the week had happened. Like, after the album that came out, week passed. You saw a lot of people going back and be like, no, this fucking song is fire, nigga. Like, and it is. It's fucking, it's fire, bro. This shit is dope. Uh, of course, uh, track 14, Members Only, featuring Party Next Door. I was so happy to hear him and Party Next Door do a song. I ain't hear them two do a song in years. Since, uh, since, uh, the fuck was that song? It was on Party's last album. I can't fucking remember. Oh, I can't fucking remember the name of the song now. But I haven't heard them two do a song since then. So they hit Party on this song, dope as fuck. I like, yo, that's fucking great that he put Party on here. You can tell Party wrote the song. You know what I'm saying? Because it sounded like a Party song. Party Next Door song. So I was like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Um, try 15. This is my favorite. This might be my favorite song of the project. And when I heard it, man, immediately I was like, this shit sounds like some shit that I would love to hear him and Future do together, like the remix. Because it sounds like it. You know what I'm saying? It gives that aura of like, what would Pluto do? 
What will Pluto do? He fucked this hoe, so I did it. What will Pluto do? He fucked that hoe, so I did it. <laughs> Yo, that shit was fire. I like that song, bro. That bitch was fire. I'm like, oh, this shit hard, bro. <laughs> like, yo, this bitch fire. I want to see if he performs this on the, on the upcoming tour, the, the the shows that he's going to do with J. Cole. I want to see if he's going to perform this because this is a dope fucking song. They'll probably get the crowd going. Um, sp- Speaking of songs, they'll probably get the crowd going. Track 16, All the Parties with Chief Keef. To hear Chief Keef, man. Legendary, man. Chief Keef and Drake. That What? That, bro, come on. Like, really? In 2023? Chief Keef and Drake on a song? That shit don't fuck it. If you would have told me a decade ago that that would be the song that they would, <laughs> that Chief Keef and Drake would do a song a decade from now, I'd be like, man, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> man, get the fuck out of here! Out of here! This was a dope fucking song, man. It's one of my favorite songs off the project, man. Dope as a motherfucker, which leads into right into track seventeen. ADM in Charlotte. Like I said, when he dropped this, I think a lot of people were like, "Oh, that's what we want." Anytime he does the AM PM series songs, man, you gotta listen to it a little closely because you know he's going in. Um, and I mean every AM and PM song that he's ever done, man. From from the moment he fucking started doing these, 9 a.m. in Dallas to to this one. It's always been dope. 9 a.m. and PM series songs. Like every one of them. I don't the only one I don't like is the one on Certified Lover Boy. I don't like that song very much. Because I feel like he just, he put too much emphasis on trying to go at Kanye. I didn't, I didn't like it. Where for like, when you hear like him in, uh, when he does like 4 p.m. in Calabasas, or even 5 a.m. in Toronto, even 6 p.m. in New York, you can tell where he was going with it. And he never really spent too much time on the situation. Because every single one of those hoes, every one of those hoes, he was beefing with someone. 4 p.m. in Calabasas, he's talking about Diddy. He literally takes Diddy's beat and fucking raps over it. 5 a.m. in Toronto, everybody knows. He's talking about Chris Brown. 6 p.m. in New York, he's talking about Tiger. Like, you can, like, he gave those types of songs some more of a, you know, a true level of what it was. And, of course, 9 a.m. in Dallas, which is, like, the ultimate 9 a.m., you know, a.m. series songs. It's the best one. And this one is another Bonafide classic. ADM and Charlotte is the dopest fucking song. The beat, shout out to Conductor. You know, he got another beat on, on Scary Hours that I was just like, yeah, that shit fire. <laughs> um, and, and and this was one of those songs, man. Dope song, dope video. Uh, yeah, man, it was, it was one of them songs. Um, BBL Love. Pretty dope. It's, it's actually funny than, than it is. Like it's, it's a funny song. Just to listen to it, it's like, oh, this shit is kind of funny. It's, <laughs> it's kind of hilarious. But once you listen to it, it's like, after you get past the hilarious, it's like, ah, it's actually a dope fucking song. You know, when he literally is like, well, you can't tell if it's real. It's like, love is like a BBL. You can't tell if it's real until you feel it. Like, <laughs> I, I, that's fucking hilarious. Like <laughs> the concept of it. Like, eh, that makes sense. <laughs> um, number nineteen, gentle, gentle, I guess, featuring a uh, Bad Bunny. Dragon Bad Bunny got a hit with uh Bad Bunny song Mia. 
that's a dope song. Um, I didn't really need him and Bad Bunny to do any more songs like this. I just, I could have lived without the Bad Bunny and Drake songs. I really fucking could. Like, I don't, I don't need Drake and Bad Bunny to do songs. I'm sorry. I just, I just don't need it. Um, especially if it's not going to be something I can really fuck with. Like, I fuck with Mia. Like, that bitch is fire. But, like, the other ones is just, like, this one was just, like, I think y'all was just trying to use y'all star power. It was not really a need to do a song together. Um, but, yeah. Um, Track 20, Rich Baby Day. <laughs> Again, another funny-ass song. They have Sexy Red and, and Sizzly. He's really taking a Sexy Red, which is which is dope to see, you know, an artist like Drake, you know, show love to an you know, up-and-coming artist. I get it if you don't like maybe Sexy Red. Some of the Sexy Red songs, you know really too much about her like that. Cool, understand. But to have SZA also on here too, really dope. It's not a song I would listen to, <laughs> like personally. It's just not a song. But I know if I go somewhere with like to a club or some shit, this shit going to be blasted. I know it is. And that's the thing about Drake. He knows it is. And he knows this shit is going to be a class, a, a club banger. He knows girls going to be getting up and shaking ass. He knows it. So that is why it's, it's a fucking hit. I remember listening to it just recently on the radio. I was driving and it was on the radio. And I'm like, yo, this song is really on the fucking radio. <laughs> I was driving and I was like, yo, this song is really on the fucking radio. What the fuck? <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? Like, but it, but it, it's that. He knows the hits. And that's the fucking problem with people. They don't like him because he knows the fucking hits. This is going to be a song that's going to be a fucking hit. Next summer, I, I can see easily this song rising on TikTok. I can easily see it. It's, it's just going to be a huge hit on TikTok next year. It's going to be a year later. You're going to be like, damn, like this song came out a year ago. And people are going to be like, yeah, but I still fuck with it. All right. Track 21, Another Late Night featuring Lil Yachty. Yachty is actually really good at producing and writing songs. Like, I, I like... That nigga could actually write and produce. Um, did I need him on his song? No. Outside of the line for Billy about Billy Eilish, I I, I I don't really know what he said. <laughs> I don't I don't really know what he said. And the only reason I know that line is because people lost their fucking mind and he was talking about Billy Eilish that way. It's like Billy Eilish literally posted the song on her page. It was like, what the fuck are y'all talking about? Like, shut up. Like <laughs> it, it is just that, man. Um Track 22. Away from home, cool song, dope. Again, very somber R and B to the level of it all. It is what it is. And track twenty three, polar opposites. This shit is probably one of my favorite songs off the project. I, I I've been listening to it a lot recently, man. And I'm, I'm I love this song. I think it's probably one of the dopest songs he probably done on the whole project. I know, and also the video just came out, so go watch it on YouTube. But this song is a dope fucking song, man. That shit is hard, man. It's probably one of the best songs he's done in a long time. So, yeah. Of course, like I said, he had two albums. And Scary Hours 3 was just a reminder to all the fans that were screaming about For All My Dogs. And this shit too R&B-centric. And I don't like this Drake and all that shit. He pretty much gave you, if you're reading this, it's too late in six tracks. He's like, bitch, rap. <laughs> like, I got you. All right, I'm going to give you what you want. And he killed it, man. First track off of Scary Hours 3, 24th track off of, if you're going off of the, the directory of For All My Dogs. 
red button. Now, like I said, I didn't like him going too much into the Kanye shit on on CLB. I felt like it was just more of a hated towards, I got to just say this shit because people want me to say this shit. Whereas for Red Button, it kind of just lends itself into it. You know, when he actually physically says, finally, that, yo, like, every time I link up with Yen, I'm thinking we about to piece it up. This nigga starts, starts to hate on me. Like, he just using me for a tactic. And so for him to say that, it's like, wow, that you don't hear that. You know what I'm saying? You don't hear him get that personal and say that shit. Well, yes, you do. I'm tripping. But you don't hear it in that sense. You know what I'm saying? But even at the end of the song, he's kind of just going through the going through it all and saying, you know, like what he said, um the nigga said, I I man, I'd rather, man, I'd rather, man, I get to you ten years from now like I'm like procrastination. <laughs> I was like, yo, that nigga was killing shit. Nigga said, I give you the hard pill to swallow. This your medication. <laughs> yo, I put my phantom on the curve like I'm Larry David. Then we see who really crazy. <laughs> I was like, yo, yo, fuck. Yo, this nigga rabbit rabbit. Okay, that's what's up. <laughs> and then it goes to, like I said, the conductor beat. Uh, the song's about my brother. Man, that shit go hard, bro. Man, let me tell you about my brother, though. Man, let me tell you about my brother. My brother, a tombstone. My brother, nah, that nigga. My brother, a sick soldier. Violins and diamonds, betas, bond. We grew closer. <laughs> Yo, that shit was one of them songs, man. You just remember what it is, man. That song is going to live, man. For real, for real. It's one of the best songs he's done. Man, that nigga rapped. I was like, man, that shit hard, bro. I like that bitch hard. That's a hard fucking song, man. But let me tell you about my brother, though. <laughs> let me tell you about my brother. Man, let me tell you about my brother, though. <laughs> like, yo. Man, and then track three, man, on this fucking project. The Shoe Fits. This might be the... Listen, man, the one thing about Drake that I love about the man as an artist is the fact that the man... Is a storyteller. That's it. You, some of these fans that love Drake now is mainly because of the hits he give you and all that shit. I fuck with the man because he's a storyteller. And you might not like it or you might not agree because you just don't think of him in that sense. But the man's a fucking storyteller, bro. The craziest thing is that people can sit up there and say he isn't. The shoe fits is a perfect example of that. Excuse me. If you listen to Drake since comeback season to to now, the reason why we love Drake's music is because he tells stories and he has ways of kind of giving us songs like the shoe fits. The first half of the, the song is literally dedicated to women. <laughs> like, I, it's just dedicated. Dedicated to all the women that, that kind of goes at them on social media, shit like that. And then the second half is just dedicated to all the niggas that... <laughs> And talk shit. The fact that he ends this whole song with a scenario that we feel like is like one of the that shit felt so true. And it might be fucking true, but the fact that we actually believe it, like we're like, yo, this nigga really lost his girl to James Harden. <laughs> yo, I'm noticing all of us is like you point to the guy that you're talking about, this James Harden. Man, what the fuck? 
<laughs> Damn, you lost you lost your girl to the sniper. <laughs> 13? <laughs> she was like, damn, nigga, is that true? Like, like, what the fuck? What is this? It felt like it because you were like, damn, it, damn, nigga, that's crazy. The Shoe Fits is probably one of the best Drake songs I've heard in years. Like, it felt like a Drake song. Like, I, I, I haven't heard that Drake in some time, bro. Like, he always gives you one, and you're like, damn, there he is. But that was like, damn, that's, that's Drake, bro. That's Drake. Try it for a Wicked Man. I didn't really like Wicked Man. I, think the, I thought the beat was kind of, like, grimy and shit. And I don't really like songs like that, but I just didn't like that song like that. I thought it was probably like one of them songs. I was just like, mm, it don't fit. <laughs> I was like, it don't, it don't really fit. It didn't really fit uh, to me personally. Course Track Five, Evil Ways. I've been listening to that song since the moment it came out. Him and J Cole again. They don't fucking miss. Every time the two dudes have done a song, I haven't heard a bad song yet. And Evil Ways is just the perfect example of it. The fact that both of them are going back and forth. Like I said, I don't think Drake is a better rapper than J. Cole. Oh, hell no. I would be crazy to say that. But for what they needed each other to do on this song, it fucking fit. And I think Drake heard y'all saying that Drake got bodied on first-person shooter mode. So for him to go into this song and do this with J. Cole and them to both play off of each other, the word play the 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 double entendres every time they ended the every time one ended the verse they picked off right where they left off off that verse if you're a fan of rap like I am and especially the the way them two dudes rap on that song you respect that as a lyricist as a fan of lyricism the fact that they took each other and even if it is kind of like to a lot of people some easy lyrical shit because you're like oh that's not even the real but the fact that they actually created a way to for both of them to get off their verses and then you add on to that, it's damn near impossible for two of the greatest to ever do it. So to listen to that song and really fuck with it for the moment you heard it is just like, yeah, that makes sense. Um, so yeah, I, I thought that was one of the best songs I had heard in some time. And again, it's J. Cole, it's Drake, it's two of my favorite rappers. Like, that's obvious. And track six, you broke my heart. Oh, that bitch is fire. Oh, that hoe is fire. Yo, I want to go to the concert just for this song. Like, <laughs> I want to be in the crowd when that nigga get to the point and say, everybody in this bitch say, fuck my ex. <laughs> I want to go to that. Just for that point. Like, that point alone is just iconic. That is a Drake song. <laughs> I, I, I ain't never heard a Drake song. That is a fucking Drake song, bro. I was like, damn, that shit actually makes sense. That shit, in the beat, oh, that shit was perfect. It was a perfect song. I've never heard, yo, that is, that's what you want. Like, that is like, as a Drake fan, you're like, this nigga don't miss. Like, when he knows he can do it, he doesn't. And he does it to fucking best of his ability. That fucking song, bro, it's like, I ain't got shit out to prove. Like, that was what that was. Like, he could go and take a break now. He could go take a break, take a two-year break. This song was dope. Like, that zone was perfect to end out the whole fucking 
you know, for all my dogs, Scary Hours Three Projects. It was it was the perfect fucking song. All in all, for twenty nine songs, I couldn't be mad at it. It literally made sense. All of them songs fit what he meant to do, and that and you you broke my heart might be the perfect way to end this trilogy that he's been doing. Well, four albums he's been doing. It's not a trilogy. Um, because it started with CLB, Honestly, Nevermind, Her Loss, For All My Dogs, you know, Scary Hours. Like, for all of those songs, this was the best way to end it when you broke my heart. That was, that is the best way to end that bitch. And that was classic, classic fucking song. <sighs> Man. All right. So, that's the end of the album breakdown. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed this, man. I had so much fun doing this, man. Of course, I'll be doing my top 10 songs of 2023. Um, so be on the lookout for that. Until next time, man, I am Brandon Janu. <sighs> Peace, man. Go to all my dogs. Peace. I hope you guys enjoy the rest of 2023, too. 2024, I'll see you. New Life and Times music. Uh, I'll be doing Get Back to the Debate. I'll be doing, uh, Getting back to my top 10 list of songs and artists and stuff. Artists breakdown, album breakdowns. I'll be doing that again in 2023. Um, and I'll be starting finally uh, the debate artist edition, which I'm going to just get into it and say this. The first artist versus artist will be none other than Usher versus Chris Brown. So that's the first artist versus artist debate I'll be doing. I can't wait to do that, man. It's in 2024. Until next time, man. Until 2024. <sighs> Peace.